Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Dang. So it goes like that, huh? Finally burnt out. You know, tapped. Don't have anything else coming out of woodwork this week. Or last week, or the week before that. Just surrounded by nothing but misfires from every cylinder. You know, and that's weird, too, because that usually doesn't happen that often with me. But I guess for any creative out there, you can have a period where you are tapped on ideas. And it's just, you know, on one hand, it could be because the show's so successful, or on the other hand, it could be procrastination. And then there comes the part where, you know, real life just gets in the way. Maybe it's a good time to talk about how to handle that. But hey, this is the perfect show to talk about, and I'm actually on time for once. So, welcome to the J-Man Show here on J360 Radio. And that is so great to hear again. Finally, finally, I have time to go ahead and present another episode. Hey, J360 Legion, welcome to episode 58 after so many weeks of waiting. Gee, uh, pretty much you had half a month go by, didn't you? Or do we have half a month we're going to? Either way, it doesn't matter. I'm back on the mic again. And it feels good to be here. I mean... I don't know what it is, but, you know, when your day job, if they start to really enjoy your work, they will try to keep you there, won't they? You know what I mean? They'll just try to keep you right there because other people either A, call out, or there's other people that just say, you know what? Hey, we like him. Let's just give him some more experience that he doesn't want on the hours that he doesn't need, you know, and weigh him down a little bit. Like tying him to an anchor, you know? And for a while there, I guess there was something big that happened around here in Delaware not too long ago. It was called the Firefly Festival. And what with Eminem and Lil Wayne coming in, well, apparently I was going to be pretty busy. Because where I work isn't too far from the site, so you know. And manager always wants to get a piece of that action, so that's kind of the way it is. So I had to do double duty last week. Which is okay, because my check is going to be slamming. And I need that check to be booming, too, because I have some major moves to do for J360 Productions. That's right, not just the radio division, Productions, the whole thing. I'm rebuilding it again, y'all. And so far, so good, it's looking up. 
Which is another reason why I've been kind of busy. Because we have a new YouTube channel now. And for those of you out there who um been keeping up with us for so long, I think I might leave it as a little piece in the description box. I'll probably put the link down in the bottom so you guys can come and you know, keep track with us because see the thing is we're not at our final stage yet of the way I want it to be. But so far so good, you know. I don't want to lose track of those of you that been on this journey with us for quite some time. And for those of you out there wondering about the cyclone, I don't know if you heard the mini bite where I said this before, but the cyclone's not cancelled. We're on hiatus for a little bit. I mean believe it or not, the boys were kind of burnt out around like twenty nine. So, you know, I'm just giving them a little bit of a break, you know, getting them to go ahead and relax. Which sometimes, you know what, they kind of needed it. Because sometimes real life, when it gets in the way for me, it can be troublesome. But there are times where, for other people, however, time management is just no joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people just can't make the time, and then managers always demand more of them. So, chances are, I got to be a little bit more lenient to that yeah, logic. But as I sit here and I think about it, though, when football season comes back, you know the Cyclones coming back in full swing. Now, for those of you out there that are wondering about the vote, where we were thinking of what the next sport's going to be, I'd like to say as our staff gets bigger, I wouldn't be surprised if we had multiple different satellite versions of the Cyclone. But either way, the Cyclone's not canceled, so those of you sports buffs out there that are probably saying, we hate Jay for this. You know, you can put your pitchforks away. I didn't cancel that series. I like that series too much to cancel it. And the same thing could be said for the power play. Even though the power play needs another episode and you're going to get that later in the week too. So keep an eye on the Twitch. And for those of you that can't make it to the Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash DougJ360Productions, you can actually watch the highlight on... Well, not the highlight. You can actually watch the whole episode on our new YouTube channel. So I will send that out there. And keep an eye on our Twitter and email me about any sort of questions you have because I'll always be there to answer them, you know? Because we got a lot of things coming our way and frankly, on one end of the spectrum, I'm ready to write features again and then on the other <laughs> other side of the spectrum, it's whether to continue on the radio division and then there's the short films division. A lot of things to take care, you know, take care of. And that's why I wear a lot of hats and then sometimes... It's kind of hard to talk because you try to figure out which one are you going to go with first because the whole thing's pretty damn big. But as far as I'm going with it right now, you pretty much got a strong radio division and you're about to get all the videos and short films back. So we're growing and building at a reasonable pace. So I love it. But I just don't like the hiatus. You know, I just don't like it when I'm going through a solar flare. Like, it works for Superman from time to time. You know, when he burns out his powers, that's pretty much where I'm getting it from, you know? And I like Superman anyway. Because, you see, sometimes, you know, you just want to put all this great material out there, and then you find yourself unable to do so because either there's blockage in the way or you can't find the right words to express it. And then there's times where you're like, you know, that idea I had... Is that an idea all my own, or did I just acquire it because I saw a movie not too long ago that inspired me a little bit? But then you start feeling though you're writing that same movie. The problem with that is, is this, you know, you gotta find out what you didn't like about it, and what you did like about it, and try to twist it into your own way. And you gotta find a way to tweak that idea into something new and unique. And it gets kind of hard from time to time. 
And then there's that multitude where you have that one idea, and then the second idea comes up, and then instead of them working together, one is competing with the other. And then you have to think about which one's more feasible at the time, because when um when I started the whole lineup for 2018, I had to really figure that out, because I had a lot of stuff that I was going to do this year get pushed over to 2019, because it's just not feasible right now. Not to mention rebuilding with the hardware and stuff. So as I'm sitting there and I'm working all the kinks out, I also have a layout and a plan set for how to go about doing these things. And as much as I'd like to go real in-depth with that layout and that plan, I'd rather you all see it instead of me just going ahead and blurring it out to you. But the thing about a burnout is you just got to know how to handle it. You just got to say, all right, I'm burnt out right now. I'll just take some time, chill out for a little bit, not force it. You know, even though on one side of the spectrum, it could be procrastination coming for you. And when you start procrastinating, you know, it becomes a habit unlike anything else because you sit there for a while. You're like, oh, am I going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And then you're there. And then all of a sudden you're just like, nah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But you do got to nudge yourself every so often. And I know I might have kind of contradicted myself a little bit. But hell, I'm no different from any other person trying to talk about this kind of stuff because as a writer, you're trying to be different people anyway to tell a three-act story. And then you're just hoping that that three-act story is going to get you to where stardom is and where you need to be. But, you know, when it comes to writing the J-Man show from time to time or it comes to, hell, when it comes to any of these series, you know, sometimes you feel pulled in different ways and then it gets kind of hard for you to create the concept. Unless something really goes wrong and then, you know, you just push yourself to go ahead and do it. Like, kind of like what's going on in the news today with Trump. You know, <laughs> you know, like, there were times that I had to put the Trump Watch segment before, um, you know, before, what was that show, Hardball, started doing their Trump Watch segment because they call it Trump Watch now, so I had to change it to something else. But, you know, keeping an eye on, like, what's going on in Washington for a while there, I was repeating myself, like, because there's nothing you're not used to. I mean, the man's all about himself, giant baby, can't handle criticism, wants to go ahead and besmirch and smear anybody he can to the point where it's just, okay, let's get some proof here, but then there's no proof, and then you got the people that refuse to take him to court on these things, will sit right there, turn over and say, you know what, he's right, you guys are the problem, even though he's really the problem. Well, this time he done really did something stupid because, yeah, you know, the whole immigration ideal that um we've all had as a country, yeah, because immigrants are really trying to destroy us. It's not just us ourselves destroying each other because we've been doing that for quite so long. We just don't want the immigrants to come in and do the same thing. You know, they're doing the jobs that we as a people think we're too good for. And the thing about it is, is that now they're getting those areas and now they're growing into their own. And people are not regulating them like they should. That's why we're in a cluster that we're all in now. And keep in mind, everybody's over here looking at big business like big business is going to help them. Hell, I can include Trump in that because Trump is big business. And the thing is, he willfully hired people like that. But as you look into this whole concept and his xenophobia that seeped down to other people because we all need somebody to blame, going to go ahead and blame these people wanted to build a wall idea and get their country to pay for the building. And, you know, I got to give Vicente Fox and the previous president. No, he was the previous president. 
I know there's a current president of Mexico, but I got to commend those two for actually just taking the time. And they even said in English that we are not building that effing wall. And, you know, we're not paying for that effing wall, pretty much. And it's like, you know, yeah. You know, if somebody wanted to go ahead and do something to keep me out of some area and expect me to pay for it, I'd say no, too. And it's kind of the truth. Where, like, some people will sit there and act like, oh, well, they're supposed to pay for it. Now, if we are this great superpower that we keep saying we are, don't you think we'd have a better way of regulating the systems and the policies that are around us? You know what I'm saying? Of course, this policy that they're regulating now, when the immigrants come here, they're separating the kids from the parents. Oh yeah, this is the way to teach a lesson to them, right? Yeah, I'm sticking to them right now. I'm going to take their kids away. First off, those people are a little bit more lenient, or they realize that they can't fight against armed soldiers like anything, because, I'm going to tell you this, you're going to have to fight tooth and nail to take my kid away from me. If I'm coming into the country, and the thing about it is I'm coming in there because I want a better life for my family, yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'll go through the proper channels, but we both know that if you want to close off the border and stuff like that to give yourself that false sense of security, you're already hurting yourself because this country depends on immigration. It always has and it always will, no matter how many times you try to say otherwise or try to spin that narrative around. But you're taking away kids that can't fend for themselves. And there's even an area called a tender age detention center. How does that even make any sense? But of course, this is the same draconian Republican Party that wouldn't mind taking away your health care and saying, oh, you just got to walk it off. Or go ahead and push through a tax scam that isn't going to benefit anybody but big business. And, of course, just make it harder for people to have a better life that are even in the country legally. So, let alone the whole immigration issue. But then, i got to commend people for actually coming up and protesting. Because they are protesting an issue that is of significance here. I mean, you got well over, what, 11,000 children in prison in cages right now? I mean, if the same thing happened to a dog or a kitten, you got people out there that will fight tooth and nail to say, oh, this is awful, I'm going to put a stop to it. But you got people, young people, at an impressionable age, in a detention center right now. And you do know those detention centers are understaffed, right? They're understaffed, woefully so, and the kids are not fending for themselves. There was even a story about a young baby that's diaper wasn't changed in three days. Does any of this make any sense? I mean, is this a way of striking fear to them and saying, you will never be a welcome in our country and stuff. We'll take your kids away and we'll do all this stuff. And see, I don't know what sort of problem you're solving, but you see, those kids are going to remember that. Some of them are going to remember that. And if they don't have the proper education and the proper treatment and stuff like that, you're you're already making our next generation of enemies. There ain't going to be no apology for this. And I mean, you taking them away from people that you can't even identify or you can't even get in touch with to take the kids back and stuff. That That's the most asinine way of even passing a policy through. And then, like, <laughs> Homeland Security Secretary saying, it was, uh, we we don't know where they are. You, you don't know where the girls are? Come on, you're Homeland Security, of course you know. And then, of course, you got our other secretary, the press secretary. Um, 
Huckabee Sanders, who pretty much sitting there saying, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it was biblical, um, what Jeff Sessions was, that don't make sense. Okay, you know, once again, you're still taking kids away, and you're putting them in a center, which is pretty much a concentration camp. You're not giving them the proper treatment they need, and who's footing the bill for all this stuff exactly? You see what I'm saying? The federal government is off the rails right now. And at the end of the day, you're sitting there wondering which way is up. Which, by the way, those of you that like that documentary on YouTube that I have, there's another version of it coming soon. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and work on another segment because these last four, these last years haven't been all that great. I'm going to go ahead and wait till like um, a couple more years or I'm going to see what next year is going to be. But I'm going to start working on that soon because... Somewhere along the line, we don't we don't lost our way, and it, it don't make no sense that we are even still in this situation. Like I know there's a lot of people out there that are gonna argue that this whole thing is justified somehow, but you know human rights have been salvaged. Now a lot of y'all are probably gonna say, "Well, they're coming over here, they're they're giving out drugs, they're taking our job." Not the kids. The kids are not doing that. As far as you know, the kids are not doing that. And even then, you got some people that say. Well, well, I'm not saying the kids are the problem, but it's the parents that are coming in here. You see, it's only because that sort of lifestyle doesn't affect you if you start sitting there saying that stuff. And you're only hurting yourself about it. And making all of us as a country look bad. And then I, you know, I know that he finally met up with Kim Jong-un. I'm not impressed by this. I mean, I'm looking at Kim Jong-un's change in tone with things, but I'm also wondering, what is it for him? You know what I'm saying? With somebody like that trying to make a deal, there's got to be something serious going on. And, you know, he's going to talk, of course, our guy is going to talk about the special bond he had with him, even though he just met him. And we also know, like, you know, Trump is pretty much just annoying all of our allies, but he's trying to make friends with our enemy. He's trying to break bread with our enemies so good as a way of, what is what is he trying to say? That this America, the new America, is just pissing all over what the old America was? And sure, some of y'all out there could go ahead and talk about racism, but racism has always been here. And unfortunately, it ain't going nowhere. It ain't going nowhere now. I mean, race relations are at an all-time low. I mean, it's, it's probably lower than some of the stocks and bonds that are out here because of the whole trade war. So you have all these things going on all at once and nothing's being regulated, nothing's being taken care of. And the people that are in charge right now are looking at you and saying, there's no problem. Yeah. Something about this is slowly but surely turning into Ingsoc from 1984 right now. Too much surveillance. Um, A lot of people complaining about there's no security to cover everything. And then at the end of the day, You got to think this, how much security do you need when there's no liberty anymore? And right now, liberties are so shafted right now. It's just to the point where you're sitting there, you're like, well, damn, they probably going through a solar flare as much as I am. And I just sit there for a while and I'm like, you know, all this could have been avoided. We could have made changes to all this stuff. You know, we we, could have done better. We could have just realized that this man is off balance and all of his picks for his incompetence ink machine was very unbalanced. And then you realize that none of these people are without an axe to grind. 
And a good example is Ajit Pai with the whole net neutrality rollback, which went into effect on June 11th. Which, which reminds me, has your internet been running a little slow lately? Keep an eye on it. I heard Congress is trying to overturn what the FCC did as an update. I mean, it passed in the Senate. But you know where else it is right now? It's still fighting in the House. So you just got to kind of keep an eye on the net neutrality thing because it's not being covered like it should. You see, big telecom companies that run our ISPs, they had to push for mergers to end competition. It was called the Big Lovin' at one time. I think it was in 2008, I think. And you see, they're trying to do that kind of stuff because they don't want to compete. They want to charge us for any price for their services. They want to be in a whole territory system. Now, with our net neutrality rollback, there would be fast lanes for businesses and the rich. But those of us in the working class or the poor stiffs or, you know, have to go to the public library and stuff, oh, yeah, we have accesses to the slow lane. You know, and instead of rather keeping an equal and free open internet system, because that's scary to those people, you see, it was a perfect system with no problems. We could go and access any site we wanted to, get the information we needed, and go about our way. Nowadays, it's probably going to be a little bit of a buffer and a little bit of a wait. And then there comes the part where the site's blacked out because it's just not on the same system that you're paying for. And that's not right. And you see, Comcast is a large forerunner in this whole thing. And there you all know, it has a control stake in NBC. So you wouldn't hear about it as often unless you went out and looked around you or you just started asking questions or you saw something that popped up in your email that said net neutrality is a big deal. You ever saw that movie They Live? Well, it's time to wake up. Don't stay asleep and don't consume more. It's time to wake up and look around you at these big corporations and see what they're actually trying to control. And you see, it's so sneaky sometimes your internet could slow right down to a crawl, and not because you're not near a Wi-Fi tower or anything. It could slow down because that's what they want to do. They want to have you on that set level, so you can go ahead and pay more, then they'll go ahead and they'll boost you a little bit more, but not enough to where you're actually competent or where you need it. Unless you're going to be on that elitist package. And, and you know, you're looking around, you're like, I'm hoping I don't have to worry about a paywall. Because, see, this is how sinister a net neutrality rollback is. And plenty of us, we create our own content. Especially you live streamers out there. So this is counterproductive to you. Especially if you're making side money. Or even the sizable income so you can thrive. And plenty of you out there have businesses. And you see, this isn't about getting everybody on the internet. This is about money. And speaking of Comcast again, I know a lot of you are like... Well, no, no. Pretty much everybody's pissed off at Comcast right now because of the $65 billion cash offer they are giving the Fox to complicate the Disney-Fox deal. You know, a lot of y'all were really happy about it, but see, this is what I told you about mergers in another episode. Nothing was finalized. It was teased to be, but you were all still talking about it. And you see, the thing is, they're not finished discussing things yet. But y'all were in your Marvel fandom days. So, I'll forgive you. But you see, what you've forgotten is is that other companies are always looking in on something, especially if it's a high-profile deal. And it's an open-ended deal at that that's going on regarding that merger. With lots of profit margin in it. Which pretty much gets Comcast's whole 
you know, whole ideal and look into. Comcast is going to look right over there for a moment. They're going to stalk right in and try to take what they can. And you see, this isn't even with stocks or bonds. This is just cash money. Money that you and I funnel into them every month. And the deal isn't done yet because, see, Disney just raised the stakes with a 73.8, right? 73.8 billion deal. So pretty much these two are doing the Popeye principle where, like, one's Popeye, which is Disney right now because they're the good company to everybody. And then you got Bluto, which is pretty much Comcast. And you got Olive Oil, which is Fox right now. So they're fighting for all that kind of stuff. So hopefully that's 73.8 billion dollar spinach will work for Disney, but <laughs> we'll we'll see. And, and the thing about it is, in big business, it's always ruthless. Well, hell, even a small business is always ruthless. It's a numbers game. And you see, the thing is, nobody was thinking about the other three movie companies, which were owned by other big firms, like you know Universal Studios. See, it's not Universal Studios anymore. It's Comcast. You got to follow the cash. You got to think about this here. It's not about your comic book enjoyment or the dream of all of our superheroes meeting up. This is about licensing and money. And you would think they could split the profits and, well, not the profits, the properties up during the buyout. But you see, like Marbles, it has to be all or nothing with these corporations. And you can't be mad at the companies for playing this game. They've been doing things like this for a long time. But you all get caught up in the attention and lucrative side of the deal instead of paying attention to the deal itself. It has to be finalized. It's just like we all saw they were making more X-Men movies. You know, like, well, to be honest, like two or three of them. Uh, Deadpool does count as part of the X-Men universe, so no matter what a lot of y'all say. But you see, they were making more X-Men movies. And the thing is, is because, of course, they're going to try to reap every little bit of profit they can from those movies before they give the rights back. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, it's like with all this stuff on the table and the deal isn't finalized yet, eventually somebody was going to come in with a bigger deal, which Comcast did. So you can pretty much call this high stakes eBay. We just have to see what happens with it. Oh, and something else happened not too long ago. I think it was E3. Well, I'll go ahead and I'll let you know what games I'm looking into. One, we're going to start with Spider-Man because... It's about time Spidey had a decent game that best represents him in the new generation. You see, like, the other generation games, they were alright. They weren't the best. I mean, they were trying so hard to keep up with, um... They were trying so hard to keep up with Spider-Man 2. But at least with this, this has Spider-Man 2 mixed with Arkham. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that feel. I just hope it plays well. And if there's a demo out there that everybody can access... Please let me know about it, because I wouldn't mind power playing that. But that is definitely the number one game I'm looking forward towards. Two is followed by Doom Eternal. I love the first Doom. As a matter of fact, the first game for this new power play session is Doom, because of that game coming out. And since it's coming out in the fourth quarter of this year, I might get that the same time Spider-Man comes out. You know what I'm saying? Just put in my pre-order for that and Spider-Man. And of course, you know... You have Super Smash Brothers Ultimate coming out. Every character in video games. That is the perfect time to buy a Switch. Like, I'm sitting there the whole time thinking this. I'm like, the Switch got a good lineup, but I'm waiting for something, you know, something to really make my mind up, you know? And I finally found it. 
yeah, I can go ahead and get that in a few of the other games that I missed out on so I can go ahead and enjoy what everybody else has been enjoying lately. But that definitely took hold. And of course, you know, there's also Halo Infinite because I love the Halo series. I'll be honest with you, I love Halo a lot more than I love Call of Duty. And now, some of y'all sit there and say, well, Call of Duty is more realistic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I get it. Getting shot in the vitals and then running over there in a corner and healing up. Yeah, that's that's very realistic. But you do realize that for a while there, Call of Duty was starting to become Halo. The thing about Halo is I play it for the enjoyment. I play it for the memes. I play it for all the craziness. And then there comes a time where, you know, I just want to take a hammer a brute hammer, and just swat people in the face with it so they can just fly across the level. That's why I love it. I don't care about the realism and stuff. I don't, I don't really care. But, you know, as with a lot of things, these new games that come out, I do want more than a five-hour campaign. I do want a little bit more than just an expensive tech demo, which is why sometimes, you know, I like to retro game a little bit more. And I do know that uh, Shinmu Shinmu 1 and 2 are coming in a 2-pack, so I can't wait for that. Yep, I'll be sitting back just chilling with that for a while. I probably won't even be thinking about anything else. Well, other than the two, three games I mentioned. But, you know, that Switch thing might wait until a little bit later. And I'm totally rambling right now. But the truth is, is that E3 was pretty great this year. Um, you see, the Sony showcase was kind of small, because they're just telling you about things that they've already had in the works anyway. You know, along with The Last of Us 2, which, by the way, why, why is everybody making such a big deal be- of the two girls kissing on there, you know? It, it's 2018. You know, you, you see this stuff all the time. I guess because it's Pride Month, or it's good PR, but or just to say, hey, check out this tongue action we got going on with this new technology now. You know, I don't know why it is so fascinating to see either two girls kissing or two boys kissing or what, whatever it is anymore. You know what I mean? It's just people making out. They doing it. Let them have their fun. And I mean, that's totally the advice I need to solve a zombie apocalypse, right? You know, to see the main girl grow of age and finally unlock her feelings and become Ellen Page. No disrespect to Ellen Page, she's a great actor and a, and a strong activist. But the thing about it is, it's just, come on, man. Get over that. That shouldn't even be your sell point. Your sell point should be the way the monsters look, the gameplay, the story, how the stakes are raised, where you go from here. I mean, work for God of War, right? We're in Norse mythology. And Kratos has a son. And they have to go through the method together. And you see, like, the relationship between them grow stronger. But they still have monsters and demons to face. See? You know, little things like that. That's a sell point, man. I don't need to see, like, two girls making out to make a sell point. And I mean, I don't know, I grew pornography years ago. But that's a personal thing. And which, by the way, pornography doesn't cause a lot of damage to people. But then again, we all need something to blame. But going back into it with my whole aspect of this solar flare here, it's like, you know, I'm never going to stop doing my series and I'm never going to stop doing the things that I love to do. I'm not going to stop making great content for you all. It's just, you know, sometimes it kind of it's like telling you that you need to take a little bit of a break. But as I sit here and I work on episode 58, you know, I have plans for 59. I have plans for 60. I have plans for the whole line after 60 going into 70. But the way of going about 
being feasible what it is, you know, you pace yourself, you see what's going on, and then you just, you know, don't give yourself a hard time if you can't follow through on it. And as you know, a loss is a loss, and it usually is. You just got to be ready, you know? Like, even if it's a time where you don't feel like writing, write a little bit of notes down for yourself. Like, really just get it together, and don't be ashamed if you make a bad episode or not, because you're about due for them anyway if you're a creator. And here for episode 58, I figured the best way I could come back to you all is to do this episode live. And I'm still testing it out because the last live episode I did wasn't that bad. But now as I'm using it again, it feels pretty good. And I have a portable version of this whole live setup here. So I'll be trying that next time or down the road. But you know, even with a solar flare, I'm still J-Man and I'm still awesome. And I see, like, a lot of the content that's coming out for us and stuff in these next few months or so. It's going to be great. Like, some things I'm not interested in, and then some things I am interested in. And, oh, wait, which reminds me. They brought back something not too long ago. The red label for, like, PlayStation games around, like, 19 bucks or 20 Yeah, yeah, about $20. They brought that back. A Greatest Hits lineup is back now. So, I hope that sticks around, even though... On one hand, you look at it, and you're like, yeah, this is cool and everything, but why can't they just not update what goes on on PlayStation Store or do the same thing for PlayStation Now? Actually, no, 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 because PlayStation Now is a rental service. So at least this, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, that makes perfect sense. Answer my own question there, guys. (laughs) But you know, on one hand, though, it's good to see the red label back, and there's a lot of games I missed out for the PS4, so I'll be busy playing catch-up with that. But I think either next year or so, you know, that might be the time to start doing some multi-gaming again. And I'm sure some of y'all will be like, well, why don't you just go ahead and get a fancy PC and use Steam to go ahead and download the games and stuff? Good question, but no, I'm not. I don't want to. Simple as that. Oh, and by the way, I heard there's been something new going on with Lucasfilms. There's more films coming. Yeah, so that whole thing about Star Wars dying out was a lie, wasn't it? And I remember I ran a poll on this, and 65% liked the movie. So yeah, one way or another, where did the film criticism go wrong? Where did the butthurtness begin? And who exactly is affected by all this stuff? Because yes, Solo had a slow, low box office intake, but I know that there's more to that movie than what on one side of the spectrum saying, on the other side of the spectrum is saying. And y'all can argue about Kathleen Kennedy if you want to. I'm not going to say Kathleen Kennedy is a great person for Lucasfilms. Oh, no, 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 no. Saying that is like me saying that Amy Pascal is what's good for the Spider-Man franchise over at Sony Pictures. And we all know that's not true. So, you, you see, like, as I sit here and I tell you, I could care less about the powers that be and all the hands that are involved in this stuff unless they really just screw up the movie beyond repair. And a lot of y'all are probably saying, uh, we could use episode 8 as that diaphragm. No, you can't. Episode 8 is out on video now. We got what we got. It's episode 9 you gotta look into now. And only hope that J.J. Abrams, because nobody else is taking the job and went back to him, because he's taking the reins again. So you guys see how much he's going to retcon. And what this movie's going to be about. Because for some reason. I'm starting to think that that movie probably won't explain too much crap either. 
And that's supposed to be the anchor for this sequel trilogy that you all wanted. You know what I mean? And the only reason why I'm saying that is, it's not to go ahead and, and put the blame solely on you. Not those of you in the J360 Legion. But you know, I mean the you as in those people out there who wanted this thing and said, you know, it's been 30 years, I want to see what happens. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. But... <sighs> At some point, you some somewhere along the line, we forgot the basis of what made the movies great. Tell the story. Get that story out there a little bit. Now, you can go ahead and look at Episode 7 and say, well, Episode 7 sucked. But if you look at 8, 8 kind of gave Episode 7 some ground. And then you look over at what, even though at the same time it was a movie that just said, forget the past, everything has changed. Like, Canon is dead. Well, I know wrestling fans got over kayfabe being dead, so I mean, eventually we're going to have to just be a little bit more open to this and see where we go from here on what it should be, because if they keep retelling the same old story, like what's the point of even enjoying the new one? You might as well just stay with the older ones. But, hey, it is what it is, and this is how you guys cope with it. And a lot of people are sitting there saying, Star Wars isn't the franchise anymore. Star Wars is still a great franchise. You just have a lot of people that love to complain and love to talk about the flaws of a franchise. Star Wars is still pretty great. If you need something to escape from, I mean, you can look at Tolkien. Tolkien's franchise is still great. Like, but right now, it's Marvel that's taking center stage. And as it should. Think about it. I mean, if you're going to talk about, like, the memorabilia, if you're going to talk about all the action figures, you're going to talk about all that stuff. I mean, it is what it is with that. I mean, sales are going to go down because a lot of people probably don't want to buy toys anymore. Or they probably have those toys. Like, the supply and demand chain is not there for it right now. And they kind of have been kicking themselves in the ass regarding video games because there hasn't been a decent Star Wars game since the original Battlefronts. And they tried to bring that back. Well, the first Battlefront was okay. But that second Battlefront could have been a lot better than what it was. And I'm not even going to open up the can of worms about what killed that. But you see... You know, and some of y'all are probably saying, Well, the Force Unleashed was okay. The first one was okay. But that second one just totally was a cash cow. That's all it was. It, it had no candle to hold to. Jedis can be cloned. Yeah, okay, the rule book is just thrown out at this point. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, I'm going to watch all Star Wars movies this weekend. So, I'm, I'm just going to do that this weekend. I'm just going to watch all the Star Wars films, even the prequel, sequels, or whatever quills included. I'm just going to watch them. And I'm just going to deal with it that way. You see what I'm saying? When they chose not to use the Thrawn universe, you know, the Thrawn trilogy as something that's when canon died for me along with taking shadows of the empire and making that non-canon that killed it for me so that's why i just don't care what they do with the movies but i don't mind reporting like all the craziness that happens because well with all the stupid stuff and narratives that just fly around everywhere and if i don't talk about it i clearly wouldn't be me but that's all the time i have for you on the j-men show today <laughs> a little bit of a ramble episode, but you know what? It's good to be back. 
And one way or another, you just know a burnout just doesn't keep me away from y'all. And if something does keep me away from y'all, I'm going to come right back. And I just happen to do it on the day that this show usually premieres anyway. So it's good to be back. And that's all. And once again, that's it for now. So you all take it easy out there. And then we'll be back with another episode next week. Hopefully I can have somebody to... Hopefully I can have an interview set up next week so you all can hear from a pretty good director that's rising in the ranks. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Got a lot to listen to in the next couple of weeks and stuff. And then I also have that Power Play episode for you all later. I think it's going to happen not Friday night, but it may happen Saturday night. So you got something to look forward to. But other than that, though, that's it, guys. So I'll catch you all later. Peace.